What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Houston Healing Podcast. It's Dr. Janae. And Dr. Pam. And we are here with another mental health conversation. But as always, got to check in with you first, girl. How you doing? How you feeling? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We just coasting and, you know, taking each day and finding the blessings in it, if you will. Okay. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm balanced. Ooh, I like that. Balance. So let's spend today talking about balance, but in a different way. So for those Mm -hmm. of you who follow us on social media, you know, we're going to talk about today. You're curious about how we're going to make it make sense with mental health. Stick with us. We're going to do it. Let me hit you with the disclaimer real quick. Just as a reminder, this podcast, anything Dr. Pam and I say, our mental health pages or today's conversation are not intended to provide nor are they a substitute for therapy, and they do not constitute mental health treatment or a client-therapist relationship. So now that we got that housekeeping step out the way, let's talk about sex and what that has to do... (laughs) (laughs) What that has to do with mental health, right? Yes, Um, ma'am. Man, you was hype. Go ahead. I mean, we grow. Let's talk about it. You know what I mean? I mean, so here's the thing. Sex is a lovely thing. It's a great thing. We all engage in it. Um, Sometimes we have partners. Sometimes we're by ourselves. Who knows? You know, it's all about what you like, what you're doing. Some people see it as a form of self-care. I agree. But let's talk about how it can also like lean into other parts of our lives. (laughs) I mean, it's natural. We're grown. So let's talk about it. Why are we being shy here? Let's go, Dr. Pam. Okay. So like I was saying, we talk about sex as far as like our favorite pastime or things that we like to do for fun or whatever have you. But when we look into the mental health of it, there's other parts of the coin where we're like, there's the things that we don't always talk about, like the the performance anxiety, the the any kind of anxiety that goes into it, whether it's new partners, new situations, um, trying to figure out what you like in the bedroom, um, your sex drive or your motivation to have sex, if that's not the same or the changes that happen in our day-to-day lives that maybe sex is no longer a priority at the moment or you're just so stressed out, you can't even think about that part of yourself and you're just kind of like putting that off. Nobody really talks about like the not so great parts about sex. Absolutely. And I think there's also a conversation that's worth having that there are like certain urges and desires that require mental health treatment. I think that's the only time people recognize that there's a space to discuss sex as it pertains to mental health. Um, Mm -hmm. But like you were saying, there's so many reasons that sex can be a part of your mental health treatment or your therapeutic process. A lot of times when I'm talking to people, they don't realize that there are actual mental health professionals who specialize in sex related matters Mm -hmm. and that there are also evidence based treatments that help with sexual disorders, dysfunction, impulses, um, and even therapists who don't specifically specialize in sex related matters. Just a psychotherapist can navigate a lot of what you were talking about, the performance anxiety or the balance in life or the communication. Um, Mm -hmm. One thing that I often have to let folks know is that like, for example, hypersexuality, there's often a link to depression there. So the therapist is going to work with you on your depression. Also understanding why that's your response to depression. Um, We spent a whole episode talking about how depression can look different. It's not always that image we have in our head. Exactly. We talked a lot about mm-hmm. high functioning depression. 
But there's also that I'm sitting with these feelings of emptiness, loneliness, worthlessness, and this is how I break away from it. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of exploration that a therapist can do and will do with you that goes beyond traditional therapeutic reasons. And so if you are navigating any type of imbalances in your sex life, and like Mm -hmm. you said, whether that's personally with yourself or with another partner or set of partners or number of folks, therapy is a place that you can break that down and unpack that more. For sure. Because sometimes we find ourselves in a space where it's just like, although you're like moving and grooving and things are happening in life and then Maybe you're somebody who performs well, who's usually like has no problems in that in that area. And the next thing you know, you're like, yo, doc, I can't get it up and I don't know what's on. And now mm-hmm. your partner looking at you like, sir, what's going on? We're usually fine here. But now you're mm-hmm. you have your own anxieties because now you had a moment where you didn't rise to the occasion, quite literally. Um, it's more than you just not rising to the occasion. Maybe it's your mind ain't in the right space or your heart ain't mm-hmm. in the right space and you need somewhere to talk that out. Of course, you're not going to talk to the person that's across the room that's now upset because things are not happening. You need a safe space and therapy can be that safe space. Mm -hmm. Or therapy can provide the bridge for you to be able to have that communication Mm -hmm. with your partner. Like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what I'm feeling. Um, You talked about like, because I think in that situation, a lot of times the individual is personalizing that. What's wrong with me? Why aren't we connecting? Um, So that's something that can be brought up in therapy. And then sometimes the issue is the person themselves, you're not able to engage the ways in which you want to because you have your own issues going on with your body image. Um, We go through life changes, right? So now you're not feeling your best self. You're not feeling comfortable. So when you're engaging in the act, you can't even perform the way that you want to, you should, you're used to. So there's so many things that take place. Um, like you said, those those dis- those dysfunctions, sometimes they are related to anxiety symptoms, to depression, to low self-esteem that can be walked through, talked through in group therapy, in talk therapy. Sometimes there's psychotropic medication. A lot of what we're talking about is your physical body and your mm-hmm. mind. So mm-hmm. a lot of times you got to go to the doctor as well and you have to rule out medical conditions because sure. what impacted that change? Exactly. Especially if it's not something you've already had to deal with. Right. And it's maybe mm-hmm. situational or it's just coming out or if it's the opposite. Right. Maybe this is something you've dealt with in silence for so long, but don't know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And you're you're too shy to bring it up to a professional. You know, sometimes you're sitting here struggling with something that you don't need to be struggling with. Maybe there's a real thing that they can use, whether it's talk therapy to explore why you're having this issue, what's happening in your mind when these things are happening. Maybe there's ways that you can learn new uh, mindfulness techniques. Maybe like you were saying, medication, maybe having certain conversations, maybe exploring your own self wants and needs. That's another thing because sometimes, you know, self-pleasuring or individual sex comes out as a taboo or something we don't really talk about. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you got to figure it out on your own before you're able to let your partner know like, hey, this is what I want and this is what I don't want or whatever have you. Um, And maybe that's what you need to navigate in the conversation with with your therapist or with your doctor. Um, And and the conversation is going to happen, you know, more than once. And you got to just be what vulnerable, like we've been talking about to talk about these things, because it's a sensitive topic. 
that we love to talk about, but we don't really love to talk about. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you want to talk, we about love to it, talk right? about it in the abstract and the hypothetical. But when it requires you to look inward and to address that there's a problem or there's a change or you're not performing at your optimal level, oh, don't nobody want to talk about that, right? And mm-hmm. then to a stranger, that's the part because mm-hmm. I think people are listening like, yeah, I guess I knew that, or it makes sense that you can go to a therapist and talk about sex and performance issues, but would I? Um, Half of y'all don't want to talk to your PCP about it. So now you have to sit in this space (laughs) where, you know, the the couch is is nice and comfortable and it's soft music and to Mm -hmm. to expose this most inner, to expose this innermost personal part about you, it can be really difficult, but we're just here to let you know that it is appropriate. I think that's another thing too. Individuals on the other side of that couch or on the other side of the computer screen are like, am I going to seem weird that I want to talk about this? Like, do I look like a creep? And it's like, no, that's the whole point of your comprehensive mental health treatment. If your sex life is a big part of why you don't feel well, your therapist is there to partner with you. And if they feel like it's out of their expertise, then we're going to refer you somewhere where you can get help to navigate this because like we said- we grown. Sex is a part of our lives. So if everything else is going right, but that's not, then you're not living your most abundant self. And, you know, me and Dr. Pam, we don't want nothing less than that. You're going to be your best self. So if your sex exactly. life needs to be elevated, work on it. Work on it. Because if you're coming in my office and we're trying to figure out why your relationship isn't working out or you're stressed out about it, but one of your key problems or issues surround sex but you won't talk about it how are we really going to make progress here Mm -hmm. we're not talking about the main thing or if you're in a situation where you have somebody you love and you're exploring the bedroom but there's something you want to ask for you don't know how to ask for it and you're like "Mm, maybe it's a little too kinky well let's let's talk about the kink what is the kink is your kink really a kink like what's what are we talking about here and why are you is so it a paraphilia? Like, what's we we gonna break right. it down? Is Let's are you just a little, little edgy, or do we need to sit and be like, hold, wait a minute? Like, we need to address this, you know? Because there is your a therapist is objective, right? Your mm-hmm. friends, oftentimes, no matter how much they want to be, can't be objective. Your partner can't Very be true. objective. So your therapist is gonna sit there and say, oh, I think there's a way that you can communicate this, or here's what I'm hearing. You've told me all of these things about your past relationships, your upbringing, your cultural environment. So mm-hmm. this is what I think is going on. Here's what I'm going to recommend. Where your therapist is going to say, that may be an issue. We need to talk about this. We need to have some intervention set. But that's an objective, professional, non-biased person helping you figure stuff out that clearly it hasn't been working with the ways you've been trying to handle it thus far. Mm-hmm. Very true. So like, what does that even look like? So sometimes we, like people know when things seem a little off, right? And we talk about kinks and we talk about fetishes and we talk about stuff like that. And it's like, oh, there's like the um, pain or you like to be wrapped up a little bit like this, you like that. And there's people that like to dabble and try different things. But there's also that notion of maybe you have a certain kink or something that you find pleasurable that you might be scared that someone will judge you for or mm-hmm. feel like this is a little bit off this list a little bit more off brand than what I usually hear. Well, let's explore that. Are you okay with that? This is something that you like to engage in or like, where did that even come from? How can you Mm -hmm. want to change that? You know? And those are the conversations that no one really kind of like gives light to because it's uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. 
especially if you're, it's something that you're struggling with internally to now have to voice this to the next person and be like, mm-hmm. open that door of, and is this normal? You know, that mm-hmm. question is big. Because we like yeah. to think these are things that, you know, everybody does. We are grown. It's natural. Like we were saying in the beginning, but then it's like, well, if it's causing you this much anxiety and stress, is it what you're used to? Is it something normal? Is it something that you're okay with? Or is it something you need to explore further? Mm-hmm. And I think you brought up a really good point. What therapy does that you're not able to do on your own or that your inner circle, should you feel comfortable enough to disclose with them is in therapy, we're going to break down the level of impairment, how this is impacting your functioning as an individual and interpersonally. And that is how we're going to inform our treatment. So it's bigger than, okay, I got to build up the courage to say these things Mm -hmm. in this professional space and not feel weird. It is solution focused. It's okay. Here's where you're at. Here's where you want to be. Let's figure out why you're at the starting point and let's figure out what interventions we can put in place to get you to where you need to be. And so it looks a lot different based on what you're coming into session presenting with, what you're trying to accomplish. But there's a ton of stuff. There are things that therapists actually encourage you to do with yourself with a partner um, that are directly related to sex itself, whether that be sensei Mm -hmm. focus or there's counter conditioning to help you work through things that feelings and desires that you don't want to practice. Exactly. There are relaxation techniques to help with your anxiety or other dysfunctions. Um, And then there are things that aren't even directly related to sex itself. Mm -hmm. But like we talked about, there's ways that you can better learn effective communication strategies or navigate your depressive symptoms that are completely having you withdraw from sex or having you be hypersexual. So Mm -hmm. there's things that look the part of what a therapist would do that are super mental health aligning. And then there are things Mm -hmm. that therapists are going to help you to work on that are not so mental health aligning, but at the end of it, you're going to have better and more fulfilled sex. For sure. Like I've had clients come in and they're like, listen, I love my partner. Everything is great. But honey, when we get in that bedroom, I'm like, when is it over? And I I pray that is not the thought that we have when we're having sex. We don't want it to Mm -hmm. be over. That's usually not what it is, right? So then it's like, let's explore that. What's the problem? And then we get a little deeper and I realize like with this specific case, it was just kind of like, well, I've never really, really, you know, enjoyed the act of sex. I do it because it's part of the process, but I've never really enjoyed it. I'm like, wait, okay, so why don't you enjoy it, right? She was like, I, I don't know. All my partners have always been kind of like the taste charge and I just kind of like, you know, follow their lead. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, what do you think it's lacking? What do you, what do you like? Mm-hmm. And the response or that kind of aha moment for my patient was just like, uh, I don't know, mm-hmm. right? I was like, oh, you don't know. Well, what about when you're by yourself? What do you like when you're by yourself? And she's like, oh, I don't do anything by myself. I'm like, wait, hold on. Us? You, you, you said hold on by yourself. We got to change that. Hold on, sis. <laughs> well, if you don't know what you like, how can you tell the next person what you like? So her mm-hmm. homework might have been go, and go to the sex shop, go and learn some, about some vibrators. And they're on and they're for it, you know? And that was the remedy to her situation, trying to figure out, what she liked or whatever that could be in her room. Whereas Mm -hmm. we can have somebody that come in and be like, you know, like I want to try this or I want to try that. Like, I don't know how to bring it up. And that's more like, well, how do you feel 
you guys communicate best? What does that look like? What do you impart you and your partner? What are those vulnerable moments looking like? And that's more managing or I guess maneuvering effective communication as opposed to my other case where I was talking about just trying to figure out what you like independently. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I just say that because it's a whole realm of things that can Mm -hmm. look very different. It just really depends on what's your what your qualm is and what you think the issue is and how to find a solution. It's just like anything else Absolutely. in our lives. Yeah. Cause like you said, sometimes it's not about having a dysfunction or a disorder or a kink that no. may be a little bit more than a kink. Like you said, life gets in the way we got mm-hmm. jobs and bills and extracurricular activities and family and friends, like you have to navigate and manage so many things. So once all of that is said and done, and it's never really said and done, it's always something else lingering. Sometimes people can't step away from all that's on their plate to engage in the situation and to be present. Being present is a big problem for people across the board, Mm -hmm. but we Mm -hmm. often find that it manifests so much when it comes to sexual intercourse and sexual engagement because Mm -hmm. you can be you can multitask with most other things how effective Mm -hmm. you are mm, that's up for discussion right yeah you can be cooking dinner and thinking about your laundry list of things that you need to do in the house and at work but when you get in that space and you're trying to cultivate when you are trying to cultivate an environment of intimacy and you're thinking about all of these other things or your life stressors that is manifesting in the act. So now For you're sure. not pleased, your partner's not pleased. For so sure. we can also navigate that. How do you learn how to be present? How do you learn how to be mindful? Mm-hmm. Because these things aren't going away, but how do you step away from that in this moment and connect in the ways that you want it need to? So there are so many ways that therapists and therapy partners with you to help mm-hmm. you have better sex. People mm-hmm. just don't think outside of the box or they're too scared to take a chance. Listen, there's this one example that I love to give. So I had a couple that was in a session with me and their thing was just like communication was a big thing. They had a lot going on like most people do. And it was just like they didn't feel that the other person was paying enough attention to see what they needed. Mm -hmm. And I remember them coming back to session after us, like talking about it, getting the effective communication out there, trying to see what each person needs. And I remember the woman coming back and be like, Dr. Pam, I ain't never thought washing dishes was sexy, but Lord have mercy. I was having a down bad day. I came home and I seen this man washing the dishes and I was like, yes, okay. Like I ain't got to wash the dishes. And I was like, well, come on. Sometimes it just takes washing the dishes. So, you know, Mm -hmm. because why? Because she was just having a long day and all it took for her to feel seen was that her partner took something off her plate. Her partner did something that maybe she thought it was another thing she had to do and made her 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 weight a little lighter. And that was mm-hmm. enough for me to be like, mm, I love that man. Come here. Come here. Come here. She you said, know? baby, I got that's for you. Hold on. Listen, the way you was washing and drying, so look. Mm. But... It's really that simple sometimes, but I don't think they would have got there if they didn't get outside of their own own way, right? Where as the man was feeling like, man, she's trying to act like I'm just trying to do stuff every two seconds. She's like, I'm tired, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. but y'all not listening. Y'all not listening. Yep. Yep. And that goes back to that 
objective, non-biased person in the room. And that is a huge part of it. Whether the person presents in individual therapy or they're coming in a couple session, a lot of times therapists are helping people to navigate how to create an environment that is going to lead to sex and how to make sure that the foreplay is being received by the other party. Like you said, like that is not direct foreplay, but him and there helping out with the household chores and Come on. taking the burden off of her shoulder. She was like, okay, let's move this into some other foreplay and let's just keep it going. But yeah. she wasn't being seen and heard. He felt like she wasn't tending to his needs. So now you guys mm-hmm. are not only not having sex, then when you're having sex, it's probably not great sex. And then y'all mad at each other. Y'all mm-hmm. battling, y'all in conflict. So all of this could have been avoided if you learned effective communication and how to meet your partner where they're at and meet their needs. So now y'all in harmony, y'all having sex, y'all having great sex. The dishes mm-hmm. is done. Listen, it's a win. Everything is a win. Everybody is happy. And I feel like everybody deserves great sex and happiness. So why not? Let's talk about Everybody it. does, right? And so on that note, we are going to challenge you all to, one, acknowledge that you deserve great sex with Come yourself. On. And with others, in whatever whatever ways you want to engage sexually, you deserve for your sex to be great. So after you've acknowledged that and you walk into that fact, then you need to assess where you're at currently as it pertains to your sex life. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that your sex life is healthy? Is it mm-hmm. safe, both physically and emotionally? And you also got to ask, is it existent? And is that by choice or by force? Because some people are currently not engaging in sex. Maybe it's a religious or spiritual thing. Maybe they're waiting for somebody, whatever it is, but just do an analysis and an assessment of what's going on in your current sex life. And are you satisfied and are you fulfilled? Are you satisfied and are you fulfilled? Mm -hmm. If you're unhappy with your sex life or you've now deemed that it is unhealthy because you're like, I've never thought about this until y'all started talking about it. I never put sex and mental health together or specifically for myself and in my life. So if you're doing some reflection and you're now finding that you're unhappy, unfulfilled, or you think your sex life is unhealthy, now you need to begin the search for therapists that specialize in matters around performance, dysfunction, sexual trauma. That's a big part of this too. For individuals who have experienced or survived sexual trauma, that absolutely manifests in your subsequent sex life. So you have Mm -hmm. to, you have to work through that. You have to talk to the, through these things. So sometimes there is this moment that you can relate back to and say everything stems from this. Other times you just been going through the motions and you wake up like, mm, it's not giving what it needs to give. And again, right. you deserve great sex. So get with a therapist to figure out ways in which you can make the sex that you're having with yourself or with others better and the best sex you've ever had. You also need to recognize that your treatment does not have to be quote unquote sex specific. So like mm-hmm. Dr. Pam and I were, like Dr. Pam and I were saying, You can set self-esteem goals and those will inherently impact your ability to engage in healthy sex um, or communication skills, or again, navigating your anxiety or helping you work through your depressive symptoms. Those things are not sex specific, but they're going to impact your sex life. Um, And so again, in those situations, it will come back to your sex life. So you'll discuss how this is impacting you and it'll help you to work towards your improvement. Um, one big part about this that we hope that you have identified in listening to this episode is you need to remove the shame or embarrassment around Mm -hmm. any parts of your sex life that are unflattering or unfulfilling. Like remove that shame and embarrassment so that that fosters your communication. And then once you've done that, obviously you're going to do the work. You're going to communicate openly and you're going to challenge yourself to work through these identified challenges. 
For sure. Because I mean, whatever stop standing in your way from making that that moment of pleasure actually pleasurable, it's time to move move those away. Whether it's something as simple as, you know, I put on a little five, 10 pounds and I'm not feeling my sexiest, but mm-hmm. whole time Bay's in a bag like, oh, that, that, that wagon is dragging. <laughs> do do the noise up? again. Do, do the noise oh, again. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> because no sometimes we get so lost in our head like oh my god i don't feel like how i'm supposed to be feeling i'm not liking this and i'm not liking that whole time man's in the back females in the back like you know or whatever they gotta say you know Mm -hmm. and it's if we remove that embarrassment that shame that comes with it and we have those conversations and we figure out like oh Oh, you didn't, you didn't even notice or you noticed and you thought it was good. Oh, okay. Let's go. All right. You know, I'm going to feel comfortable. We don't really talk about this for real. We don't do the necessary so we can get back to optimal pleasure. Absolutely. Because you deserve it. It's your right. Mm -hmm. And so go on and do the work to make sure that that is how your interactions go moving forward. Yes. (laughs) All right, let's jump into this week's listener letter. Um, It is coming from Kelly and it says, hey, so I fell out with a really close friend of mine. She offered to do me a favor and then didn't come through. Let me tell you something. That is my top, like number one pet peeve. She didn't come through and then didn't say nothing about it and ghosted me for eight months. But then, but we got a lot of history together. Like our families still talk to each other. We just don't. Well, she recently reached out to me asking to borrow a lot of money, a lot of money, and didn't address anything about the last eight months or the last time we spoke. So I ignored the message and kept it pushing. But now I'm like, well, what if she was in trouble and really needed it? Was she hacked? Is she being held against her will? Because I also ain't seen her in person for eight months, but she'd be posting online. So I don't know. How do I tell my friend that it ain't cool what she did without sounding thirsty? Should I even address it? I'll be going back and forth about it and whether I should even say anything. Help me out, friend. Dr. Pam, help your friend out because you don't want me. Help your friend out, please. (laughs) Friend. Well, I hope I can help. I hope I can help because this is a lot. This is a lot. So we have the fact that first and foremost, you didn't even ask, but she offered to come through for you in a way that we expect our friends to come through and then she disappointed you. And then disappeared. Flag on a play disappeared for eight months and then came back with requests it's so much to unpack here but but we're gonna we're gonna try to stay the path right so kelly first and foremost i feel like we cannot hold people accountable for things that we did not make them aware of okay so if your feelings are hurt and you feel like you guys are at an impasse it needs to be addressed it has to be addressed because your feelings are valid and they need to be heard and understood. That's number one. So with that being said, yes, it needs to be addressed. How you address it, now that's up to you. You know, when it comes to the request for the money, the the ghosting, all of that, like those are details, but the real core of it is, hey, friend, you disappointed me. Hey, friend, you betrayed my trust. And the fact that she's coming back with the request and all this stuff, maybe, just maybe, she doesn't know how she's wronged you or how you're feeling about your friendship because she still felt comfortable enough to ask you for help. So 
that's another reason why it needs to be addressed because obviously you guys are not on the same page here. We can assume all we want to. We can say, oh no, she know what she did. But until we address it and, you know, like, you know, really put our finger on it, there's nothing we can do about that. So yes, I think you should address it. As far as not responding to the, the cry for help, I get it. We're human. How can someone that we we had in our corner for so long then do something crazy, ghost us for eight months, and then come back with requests? It's like, yo, you're wilding. But if you guys have so much history, this is a real friend to you at one point, and you're hurt, because that's what I really hear in the midst of all of this. You're hurt, because this is a real friend to you. That deserves to be talked about. And all the other things can be talked about afterwards, but let's first talk about the first offense and the issue at hand. That's my advice. Dr. Janae, what you got to say? Mm-mm. We, mm-mm. I love your advice, <laughs> friend. We're going to leave it right there. because y'all. Mm-mm. <laughs> let's go on and move to the therapist's recommendation. Okay, okay. So in light of all of these heavy topics we've been talking about lately, I think it would be great to do something fun. So I'm challenging y'all. This week, I want you guys to do a fun activity, change up the tempo, and call on your tribe. As we've been assessing our friendships and our relationships and our connections, I'm sure you've also been seeing how connected and how linked you are to the other people in your lives and the strong relationships that you do have. So it's time to lean into those healthy relationships and organize a good old-fashioned game night, kickback, whatever you want to call it, invite some good friends, have a nice little activity and reconnect and lean into those positive relationships and make new memories and have some fun. Good people, good times, good food, good music and great memories. That is the therapist recommendation this week. I like that. So you come into my house or I'm gonna come to y'all? You know it. I'm coming. You can go to my house. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, we going to make sure that we have ourselves a little game night kickback, something of the sort. So while you are organizing that, do not forget to make sure that you are analyzing and organizing the ways in which you can improve your sex life and partner with therapy to make that a reality for you. Yes. And that's yes, our episode yes. for this week. Thanks for tuning in and taking the time to connect with us. But now it's time to do the work. You got this. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and check out our free mental health resource guide, which is linked in our notes. Please leave us a review for our podcast. It helps others to find us and let us know your thoughts. What you think about this episode? We'll continue to do our weekly call for listener letters on Instagram. So write us for the chance to get some insight from us, your homegirls who happen to be therapists. We'll see you next week. Bye.